0: As... God... Intended. Let's go. Welcome to Looking for Healing Talk Radio, where pharmaceuticals are not medicine, but love always is. I'm your host for today, Nicola Burnett, holistic dietitian, functional medicine practitioner, and proprietor of Back to Balance Wellness Center in Las Vegas, Nevada. I thank you for joining us today at Looking for Healing Talk Radio. Looking for Healing is an exciting show if you're into all things natural, including holistic health um, anything that has to do with healing naturally. You get to learn from experts in the practice of natural medicine and combined the four show hosts possess more than 100 years of clinical experience as professional healers and includes myself, Nicola Burnett, Dr. Henry Ely, Dr. Brian Artis, and Dr. Jana Schmidt. If you're into all things natural, when it comes to health and healing, then stick with us. I promise you this is the show for you. I invite you to share the links and to tell all of your like-minded friends and family that they can find us live every week on America Out Loud Talk Radio at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 10 a.m. Central Standard Time, and 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and via recorded podcasts at AmericaOutloud.com, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora Networks, and via America Out Loud phone apps downloaded from Apple, Android, and Alexa. And I'd like to take a moment to thank the sponsors of our show, Global Healing. Global Healing is a family owned company that has been around since 1988. Their products are developed using cutting edge manufacturing processes and the best ingredients nature has to offer. They work with small organic farmers and producers to offer the purest, freshest ingredients. And Global Healing is offering a generous 15% off of your first purchase as a thank you to our faithful listening audience of Looking for Healing Radio. Just use the discount code of OUTLOUD when placing your order. And I'd also like to give a shout out to... Ehi Energetic Health Institute. It's an amazing school. They teach you how to think, not what to think. And it's a great school for learning all things healing and holistic. Okay, let's get into our program today. I have a very special guest on today. This particular uh, person is a performing artist here in Las Vegas, uh, he was in the Cirque du Soleil a performance of Zumanity. And unfortunately, that was one of my favorite shows. But that particular show uh, closed with the whole uh, pandemic and the shutdowns. And it didn't reopen, which kind of breaks my heart. But uh, anyways, that was one of the things, uh, one of the performances that he was in here in Las Vegas. And we had the opportunity to meet he ended, end, uh, ended up coming into the center one day and getting some uh, work done. He had a little bit of a shoulder issue, and he ended up getting some work done from our practitioner who uh, helps us and runs our structural alignment program. So his name is Stefan Schwanier, and welcome to the, to the show, Stefan. I'm so excited to have you on today.
1: Thank you, Nicola. It's a pleasure to be here with you.
0: Yeah, I was super excited uh, to do this show with you. Um, Since we met a couple of years ago, we've had some interesting um, experiences together. You did a card reading on me, which was really fun. Um, And we went to a couple of the Truther events. And um, I think just uh, ran into you at one of the events, the naturopathic event, was it? Uh, in in Vegas here so we have a lot of common interests shall I say
1: <laughs> yeah right we we ran into each other at a couple different conventions
0: yeah yeah
1: trade trade shows right mm-hmm. yeah.
0: yeah so we have a lot of um, a lot of uh, similar interests and we think very similar on a lot of topics and so I wanted to bring you on the show today because I, well, I'm going to speak for myself, but I think I speak for a lot of other people. When you think of a circ performer anywhere in the world, I am pretty much starstruck. I always have been. Uh, it's just... How should I say? Looking at performers in that genre, it's like defying all the odds of uh, the third dimension. <laughs> that's kind of how I see it. I just watch these shows. I've been in, in Vegas now almost thirty years, and I've seen pretty much every show that's just run through, uh, run through town here, and a lot of the circ shows. Um, And every time I sit in the audience and watch, I'm just kind of like gasping, putting my hand over my mouth going, how do they, how, how is that physics even possible? I just, these are the thoughts that go through my mind. And the other thought that goes through my mind is, I always want to run up to all these performers and ask them, you know, how do you end up? moving into something like this as a career, um, it's just so fascinating to me. So I've been a dancer most of my life, but it's, its you know, in my book, it's just been a hobby for me. Um, yes, I've done gigs and, and made money at it, but it, it's never anything I wanted to uh, pursue as, you know, something just on my only career path. So it's always been a hobby for me. So I can relate a little bit um, from that perspective, but I really want to dive in and ask you a bunch of questions. So the first question I would like to ask you is, how did you get to be a Circ performer? I mean, it's not like, you know, it's a very small portion of the population who gets to experience this kind of, um, this kind of thing. Is it something you dreamed about as a child? Did you have intuitions about this? Or is it something you just kind of went to circus school and fell into it? or none of the above? Well,
1: no, I had no inclination whatsoever to be a performing artist when I was young. And the first thing I wanted to be was a, a, a fine artist. I wanted to be an illustrator. Um, when I was a child, I wanted to be able to draw really well. My babysitter at that time was an artist and I was I was admiring how well she could draw. So, you know, at five years old, I started drawing animals and just, I knew I wanted to be an artist Um, and go to art school, but I had no idea that I would end up being a performing artist. And really, the path that led me along that trail was uh, getting involved in gymnastics at a young age, too. My mom enrolled me and my brothers in gymnastics. I was 10 years old at the time. And um, prior to that, I was just, I was physical. I I climbed trees. It was one of of the things that I love to do Is out in nature, climbing trees. So I guess it, it, um, lend itself well to climbing apparatus in the gymnastics gym. So, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So then I, I had two things going simultaneously is that I wanted to be a fine artist. I wanted to draw and paint. Um, and, and simultaneously I was training as a gymnast and, um, that appealed to me too, because, you know, as a young, Boy, I was into comic books, and those are the first things that intrigued me, you know, when you're five, six, seven years old uh, superheroes and so on. And uh, gymnastics was an outlet that seemed to be something that would, you know you would you would be a superhuman in a way to be able to do all these things that gymnasts do beyond the average person. So it appealed to me in that sense. Later on in life, my my aesthetic, um, my aesthetics really matured to other things uh, in music and poetry and theater and all kinds of things that interested me in the realm of beauty. And uh, but it was gymnastics really that that carved the way towards eventually becoming a circus artist and it wasn't circus per se that intrigued me because although I did see circus when I was young it wasn't something that interested me in becoming a circus artist it was uh later on when I got to see Cirque du Soleil which was a different type it's really uh, promoted what is called nouveau cirque which is just French for new circus which was um, a a a mixture of theater and circus. Now, traditional circus is all about the awe experience of showing you tricks, showing off the tricks, and you get the ta-da and the applause. But there's something more touching to me about using story and evolving emotion via story that Cirque du Soleil did so well that really um, enchanted me and that was one of the influences after my gymnastics career, my, my, I should say my competition years of gymnastics. I took it all the way to the elite level and uh, I had ambitions to make the Olympics as all young gymnasts do, mostly. Um, I missed my window for that, unfortunately, but, or fortunately, shall we say. Yeah. Um, but I transitioned my skills into performing. And I was introduced by a colleague who was also a teacher of gymnastics. When I got out of college, one of my first jobs was to teach gymnastics. And I went to college for I went to college for art, painting and drawing. And so I, I was aiming to live the bohemian lifestyle, if you will, to to build up my portfolio of art and of paintings and, and then hopefully get some representation by a gallery, um, but in the beginning, you, you, just, you just need a job to sustain yourself and pay your bills. So I was teaching gymnastics straight out of college. And uh, one, of my, one of my colleagues, my other teacher friends there, was a dancer. And she asked if I'd be interested to participate in one of her choreographic projects. And um, I said, yes. And that opened my eyes to a whole other world of contemporary dance. And it was a beautiful thing because I I saw wow there's there's no rules to this modern contemporary dance you can do whatever you want. Um, and prior to that, I didn't know what contemporary dance was. I knew what I knew about ballet, tap, break dancing, you well, know, various other kinds of dances. But contemporary dance really opened me up to the possibility of using my acrobatic skills, my gymnastic skills not having to throw them away and move on to a different lifestyle. I thought, what a shame. I spent so many years developing myself and my physical body to have all these amazing abilities. And uh, so I saw that opportunity to like, wow, I could could really make a hybrid here, train as a contemporary dancer and use all my acrobatic abilities and do something unique. And so... There were a lot of different pathways that led me down towards a a lot of opportunities and inspirations and mentors and so on that led me to Cirque Soleil eventually. But it was gymnastics that really paved the way and gave me the, the physical savvy and, and the body and the ability to go down that route.
0: Wow. Okay. Interesting. And would you say that, when you were taking gymna- gymnastics as a child and into your early adult years would would you say that you your skills were average would you say was it kind of like you started doing gymnastics and you seemed to be you know better than most at it or were you that kid that struggled in class and really had to work hard to achieve the level that you have achieved
1: i think it's a little bit of both i think i've been gifted genetically with a strong body. Okay. Um, But I also had to work really hard because there were some things that just didn't come naturally. So flexibility, Mm -hmm. you really got to work that flexibility. And even to this day, I feel that I could have, I could have worked that harder. Uh, But, mm, you know, everybody finds certain, even within the gymnastics arena, you find certain niches of your, ability that is unique and you you work your strengths and downplay your weaknesses uh, and so yeah just to recap i think it's both i have some i'm gifted genetically but also i i just had to work really hard and i don't know why i've just always uh, i've had a sense of discipline in that sense like i would just every day work on it
0: hmm Okay. Did you have a sense that um, you maybe did this in a past life or past lives? Did you have a a sense of that or you as an old soul?
1: If I did, I'm not aware of having any other physical gifts that translated into this life from a past life. Um, I think that I had artistic lives before, though. Okay. Okay. For sure there there's definitely some artistic lineage if we if we want to go that down that rabbit hole.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just asked that question because knowing what I know of you, I, I gosh, I mean to see you perform is I, I've said this to you before, Stefan, and I I mean this and I've said it a million times. If you wanted to improve, it's not possible. I mean, that's the level that you have achieved, and that's, again, that's just my opinion. That's you know, I I can't speak for anybody <laughs> else, but um, you know, well, there's, you there's make the best, a... you Hi? make the
1: best audience member, Nicola. I mean, we we <laughs> love having people like you in the audience, and but the kind of support that we get from you and uh, no, oh, thank you. Yeah, I, and and your perspective always astonishes me too because from my perspective i i i feel like there's so much more to improve upon and there always will be so but that's why i say from to hear your perspective it's a gift
0: oh well well, good i i i offer it freely and with love and it really comes from very honest space in my heart and and, having said that, i I do understand there's always room for improvement. I mean, that's welcome to you know welcome to being a human. And so I, I I understand what you're saying. And just again, from an audience member standpoint, i just I could watch you a thousand times and it will never get old. It's just astonishing to me. So <laughs> Anyways, um, okay. So uh, another question that I have for you, this is fun. This is like, I feel like a kid in a candy store. I get access to you to ask you these questions that I've always wondered about that I've never had a chance to ask. You were raised, let let me, let's see. I can't remember from memory. I think you told me one time, but you were born in Canada. Is that correct?
1: No, I was born in the U.S.
0: You were born in the the United
1: States, in Vermont. Although my mother is native of Canada. She's from Quebec, Montreal specifically. Okay. Okay. And although my father is American, he has French-Canadian roots as well, because right there around the border of Vermont and Canada, there's a lot of French-Canadians there. Okay. So hence my last name is French-Canadian.
0: Okay. Yeah. I couldn't remember if you were born there and then moved to the U.S. or or you were born in the U.S. So
1: Yeah. Born here. But my first language was French.
0: Oh, it was. Okay. Maybe, you know, maybe energetically I pick up on that when I'm around you. And that's why I always think that you were, my tendency is to always think that you were uh, born in Canada. And maybe that was when you were a small child, spent time there. But anyways, I was interested in that question because I, um, isn't, I think Cirque is located up in Canada.
1: Yeah. That's their headquarters and their origin.
0: Yeah. Okay. So I thought maybe there was some kind of a connection at a young age, but clearly there's not. So that came to you later. Okay. Well, uh, let's see. Another question that I have for you is, um, I, well, gosh, I hope this is okay. So is it okay if I ask you your age? Or would you rather talk about that? Yeah, I don't mind. I have a reason for asking that. The other thing that I'm starstruck by with you is that um, you've been at this for a long time. Um, Your current age, I think we're close in age in in our uh, mid fifties, early fifties.
1: I'm 55.
0: 55. Okay. So yes, I'm 54. So we're pretty close in age. Now, why am I bringing this up? I'm bringing this up because your caliber of performance at at your age, right? Most people, our our basic listening audience would probably think or assume that somebody, a a performer of this caliber uh, for this long in duration would not be able to sustain this kind of uh, physicality, shall I say, you know, maybe past thirty years old. I mean, I've met so many people in, and just in my world in California, in the dance world, um, in the ice skating world, who you know they kind of throw in the towel after they're twenty-seven years old or in their early thirties. They. I've heard this talk of how they consider themselves old and they can't compete with the younger crowd coming in. And that's always puzzled me because being in my field of health and wellness, I am that person that don't tell me no. Don't tell me it can't be done and don't tell me no because boy, that is the one thing that will rev me up and and make me hot and move me faster than anything else because I refuse to accept that. Um, I believe there's always a way that you can find. And I'm not anywhere near on your caliber. Again, dance is a hobby for me. But when I think about it, I can't imagine stopping dance like ever. I mean, I see myself doing this at 90. Maybe it's a little bit different. Maybe my stretching routine, you know, my performance or my execution is a little bit different. That would be okay with that. But I can't, I just, I, I can't. I just can't see stopping. And so I love the example that you set uh, being the age that you are because, man, I don't see a damn bit of difference between you and somebody who's who's 20 um, or or you know, 20 or in, moving into their 30s. Um, I just really love how you it just you defy all of those those thoughts. Um, so that's one of another reason why I wanted to point that out and make a point of that. And that kind of brings us into the next topic, which is, I'm going to ask you, we've got to go to break. Did you
1: want me to speak on that?
0: I do. Yes. I I just, I wanted to just, uh, we have about a minute or two and then we're going to go to break and then I wanted to continue that topic. So yes, please uh, share your thoughts if you would. Thank you.
1: Well, fortunately, I haven't experienced a lot of discrimination over my age. But then again, I haven't made that very public. Um, Only only my (laughs) colleagues. Well, now we did, but I I don't know if that will have an effect or not. But um, a lot of my colleagues my age have retired from the stage. And it's just been a personal choice for me that I just wanted to keep on going. And in order to do so I had to keep exquisite care of my physique. And my overall health, but I've always been interested in that since I was quite young. And I was raised by parents who were very keen to to um, research and and find all kinds of unique alternative modalities and healing techniques and so on and so forth. So I, I I was raised by two parents that went down a lot of different rabbit holes in that sense. And then I just it was part of my um, my my work ethic that I always pay attention to how I'm going to keep my physical health vital and um, ready for the stage, even at this point, which it's still passionate for me. I, I really love to be on stage. And I recognize that at some point there will be a transition. And I'm already working on the various uh, different things that I will bring in to supplement my, my professional life at this point. But as long as I'm still wanted on stage, I will continue.
0: Oh, that's exciting to hear. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're always great about sending me over notices and flyers and whatnot when you're performing. And I always try to make it if I can, because it's very, very special for me to see you perform. And I really mean that. So, okay. Well, thank you for sharing that. We're going to run to a quick break here. So I will uh, just sit tight, everybody. We've got some great stuff coming up. I'm going to dive into some questions about exactly that topic, uh, Stefan, about your work ethic and your focus on physical health. So we'll be right back in just a moment. The buildup of spike proteins is dangerous to your health. Global Healing's foreign protein cleanse detoxes your body, removing the spike proteins, allowing your body to repair from within. Formulated by Dr. Edward Group and by Dr. Brian Artis, foreign protein cleanse targets and detoxes spike proteins in the body. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. So stop being a patient and start being a student at energetichealthinstitute.org. This is Nicola Burnett coming back from our short break on looking for healing radio. And real quick, I just want to mention, if you're not able to catch any of our shows live, just know that all of our shows go to podcasts typically a day or two after the live broadcast is complete. So you can listen to any of the podcasts on Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, iHeart Podcast, or America Out Loud, and many more. If you like what you're hearing, please make sure to subscribe and rate the show for us. Okay, so we're coming back to our show with performing artist, uh, Stefan Schwanier, And we were just going to jump into the topic of all the things that you do, to um, keep your body and your mind in such a state where you're able to just get a call, get a gig, and and go on stage. And maybe it's not quite that easy behind the scenes, but you sh- you certainly make it look that easy. So, Stefan, welcome back. Uh, we'll continue on with the interview here. Really uh, appreciate and I'm grateful that you're here for this interview. Right. Yeah. Okay. So my next question to you, we just kind of closed out in the first segment, and it kind of just naturally evolved into this. What kind of health practices do you feel you need to observe in order to be able to do what you do, Um, whether that's to support your mental health, your physical health? um, I'd love to know what you do behind the scenes.
1: Well, first of all, I don't think that I'm typical in terms of um, other circ performing artists out there uh, I, I a lot of people have asked me this question and I have so many things that I'm doing that I, I don't even know where to begin but I did recently have to make a document for myself to kind of keep track of all these things um, because I get this question so often and before I dive into that it's it, it's a long list of different things that I just stack modalities and I'm doing, I don't know, 10, 20, 30 different things simultaneously. Um, but wow. before I go into that, let me just say it. The, what I think one of the most important things I do is exercise daily. And okay. and that is get your heart rate up, your vascular system. Um, get your heart rate up on a daily basis. You know, I have never stopped. Since uh, yeah. my gymnastics days, I've never stopped. And I think if I did, I would just start aging. Wow. <laughs> so that's why I say that's probably the most important thing. Okay, but having great. said that, um, let's see. I'm just, while I'm speaking to you, I'm pulling up this document because it's so loaded with so many different things. And I can kind of go through and list some different things that I've been Interested in and partook partaken in over the years, and some that I still do, and some that I set aside. I just cycle through a lot of different stuff, um, and there are pros and cons to doing all that it's simultaneously. For instance, it's hard to tell what's what's working for me if I'm doing thirty different things. What is it that made me feel good today as opposed to yesterday? Um, so it's hard to tell, and it, and it requires some intuitive ability at the same time. Um, I think there's some things that just come to mind out of the blue, like, oh, I should do this today, or I should start a regimen of of such and such a protocol or a nutritional supplement. And in any case, there's so many things. Let me let me start here. There's there's technologies that I use. Um, there are, of course, nutritional supplements in the form of of um, capsules and liquids and various different ways to take things orally um so let's see bio let's see biofield tuning tuning forks crystal bowls there's these kind of a like new agey woo woo type things that i indulge in to um various other technologies like PEMF pulsed electromagnetic frequencies uh, there's a lot of different brands of things out there that that um, are available. I, I use personally the amp coil. Um, at atmospheric plasma fuel technologies, there are various forms of that as well. Um, let me see as I go down this list here. A sauna. I do far infrared sauna. I have a personal sauna that I use almost daily as well. Crystals and gemstones, I mentioned that as well. Sunbathing on a daily basis. Total body. I do it privately, but, um, I have fortunately the space to do that. Nice. Crazy enough. 15 minutes on each side and I'm good to go. Uh, grounding, barefoot grounding in nature. Um, I also have a spiritual mentor, which I, I credit a lot of my health to that as well, because I think that you can't separate psychological health from your physical health. And so many, physical symptoms i believe are psychosomatic so i also if i'm having an issue i i delve into the the psychological and spiritual aspects of what may be behind all that so that's a really key thing um so my creative pursuits the physical theater the dance the writing the music the fine art all i feel there there's there's not a clear demarcation between all the things that I'm doing in my physical health. I think it all contributes. So, and I do a lot of depth journaling, writing. Uh, I started that when I was quite young in junior high, I decided I I wanted to keep track of things in my life so that I could go back and review. But um, I'm, I'm also kind of, what do they say? OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder. (laughs) I, <laughs> I, I love to organize and and keep track and log things. So yeah, that's just part of my personality. So journaling started at a young age, but it, it is really important part of my self-discovery, even now, to be able to wow. journal. The author Julia Cameron, who wrote The Artist Way, calls it morning pages. So she would prescribe 30 minutes of of uh Nonstop writing, just off the top of your head. So that is a that's something that I do. That's important for my overall health psychological, um, mental, emotional, spiritual, physical, all of it. Like I said, it's hard to make those separations. Yeah, I love. I also love systems analysis. You know, from astrology, human design, Gene Keys, Enneagram, numerology, Myers Briggs personality type. Love languages, erotic blueprint, shadow work, mythology, symbolic card readings, vibrational frequency readings, Jungian depth psychology, all that's I just like I love all of it. I, I'm a researcher. I love to dive into anything that I could discover to um to find out more. Any little nooks and crannies.
0: So okay. in terms of
1: in terms of my exercise, well, let's go into that. The, okay. I do, um, my, my workouts are based on high intensity interval training. So the, the, uh, it's HIT H I I T, but people call it HIT. high intensity okay. interval training. So that's, that is trained like a sprinter, not like a marathon runner. So, yeah. and that is what gymnastics is. It's really, it's high intensity bursts of energy in short times. Yep. So my strength training is based on the strength training that we used to do to supplement our gymnastics. And I still do basically the same exercises supplemented with different things that I've learned over the years to address deficiencies here and there or overcompensating one side or another front to back. And typically gymnasts have a really strong front. And, and specifically in me, my back and hamstrings were not as strong or not equally as strong. So I had to learn later in life to start uh, bringing attention to those areas that were deficient because I didn't know they were deficient until later. So herbs and superfoods and supplements. Um, Sometimes I I like to have someone help me do kinesiological testing to determine, okay, is this right for me now? And how much of it is right for me now? And then I rotate and I rotate in cycles with different things. And I also visit various other healers, uh, healers with different talents, alternative. Um, gut biome, that's really important. Probiotics, ferments, and humic fulvics. Uh, water, water is a whole, I mean, you could spend a lifetime researching water. And there's so many different aspects of water that are really, really important. Yeah. So that's- I mean we could we could do a whole episode on water.
0: <laughs> That'd be fun. <laughs> yeah, that's well, always
1: I, I don't claim to be an expert on any any one of these things because I really just uh, sometimes only have the time to 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 get the surface level of a certain thing. So I do rely on other experts. You know, unfortunately mm. I have great friends, and particularly one friend who you'll be familiar with is Robert Scott Bell.
0: Mm, yes. Yes. And
1: Robert and I have been friends since we were teenagers in the eighties and uh, maintain our friendship and connection ever since. And often I, I run things by him or or find out what he's into and what he's discovered along the way and and his podcasts and programs as well. Very nice. So what else? Cleanses. Um, oh, do you psychos- cleanse? Well, yeah, I did a parasite cleanse recently, and I'm thinking, um, and I think that's that's something that's probably necessary on a regular basis, and I haven't done as much as I should have. Uh, and and here's the other thing: I'm also looking for things, a uh, emotic- protocols that will. Kill more birds with one stone rather than having to deal with specific uh, specific formulas for specific things. If there's some things out there that can address a lot of other things all all at once, that can save me time. Um, mm-hmm. That's the other thing. I'm like, there there are probably more than a hundred different products I would like to be taking, but I'm like, okay, isn't there something that I could do like what? Fifty of them are doing.
0: Yeah, I like the way your mind works. My mind works similar. So, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So I'm
1: constantly. Here's the last thing I'll mention about that list that I'm reading off of this document. Okay. I I look. I'm very interested in longevity, right? So, so longevity education is really key. So I'm always researching. I mean, that's a big part of my daily my daily, uh, schedule is that I, I dive down, uh, very, I, I listen to podcasts, I watch videos, I read a lot of, read tons of stuff. So yeah, longevity education.
0: Interesting. Gosh. Oh my gosh. Now I know why I'm so in love with you. <laughs> <laughs> We're so similar. I, I, I actually, I, I'm learning about you as you're talking and I, you could be describing me, um, With your loves and your likes and the way again that you think um and the other thing that i love about what you said we are forever on this show trying to share with the listening audience and get through to them that healing is not it doesn't always have to be this super complicated thing and we'll say things a lot of people send in questions and we will say something like oh i would get outside and ground um it sounds like you need to spend more time in the sun And sometimes I think our listening audience gets frustrated with that because it's not complicated enough. It's not difficult enough, but it's so important. And I'm just so out of my mind, happy right now to hear you, this specimen of, of, of a human, (laughs) like, gosh, just, just absolute, how do I even describe, um, it's almost like the perfect human in, in my book. Again, these are my descriptions. Um, and and so it's, it's uh, you're like, what I mean by that is you're an example of, I think, what God intended when he created us or she created us. You've just taken it you know, to, to, I don't want to say the extreme because it's not the extreme. If we were living right on the planet, we wouldn't be locked up in boxes and sitting all day long. That's not normal. It's not healthy. And it's not anything that I recommend.
1: There's one more thing I wanted to say about that. It just, just escaped me for a moment.
0: Oh, Okay. Well, that, this is perfect timing because we have to run to a break. So okay, keep focusing on that, write it down and um, we'll be right back. Many voices, one freedom, united in the First Amendment. Our goal is to herald the voice of genuine liberty at AmericaOutloud.news. A place where you'll find the naked truth expressed with a patriotic heart. Now is our time, my fellow Americans. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. Who's got time for a nasal invasion messing up your lifestyle? Crush those nasties before they become a problem. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order with the coupon code Out Loud, you'll receive 20% off the entire purchase. Go to americaoutloud.shop. That's americaoutloud.shop and use coupon code OUTLOUD.
1: Use CofixRx because it works.
0: This is Nicola Burnett coming back from our short break. And Looking for Healing is on five days a week, Monday through Friday. You can catch Dr. Brian Artis on Mondays, myself, Nicola Burnett on Tuesdays, uh, Dr. H, Dr. Ely on Wednesdays, and Dr. Jana Schmidt on Thursdays. And on Fridays, you get the whole gang of us. So between my co-hosts and I, you can find a new show every day of the week. And if while you're listening, a question pops into your mind, please feel free to submit your question by going to the nav bar on the looking for healing page we would love to hear from you and all questions and comments are welcome okay well we're getting back uh to our interview our interview with our performing artist this is stefan Schwanier. he is a cirque performer uh and was performing in Zumanity when that show was was I don't know how long that show ran. It ran for a while. It was one of the more
1: 18 years.
0: Yeah. Okay. Woof. I didn't know it was that long. Um yeah. Okay. Well, uh, were you involved in that show since the very beginning?
1: Yeah. I was part of the creation. And wow. then I performed for the first three years in the show full time. And wow. then took 12 years off and I came back for the last three years. So that's what? That's 18.
0: Wow. Okay.
1: Yeah,
0: huh. Okay. Wow. I didn't know. I didn't realize all that. I knew you had something to do with the creative aspect of it, but um that's that's more than I knew. Yeah.
1: My partner and I created our duo that was featured oh, in the yeah. show.
0: I think I do remember you telling me about that. Yep. Okay. We ran into each other at the dentist's office. We have the same biological dentist. <laughs> Which I love. <laughs> it's so funny. Our our love of, of clean health and holistic and and you know capacities of, of the body. We always end up running into each other in the in the funniest places. It's it's great. I love it. Um, okay, so we just ended that second segment, and you were going to share something with us, and then you said, "Oh, I forgot, I lost it." And then when we stopped the second segment, you remembered. So you want to share that? What right.
1: Yes, along that line of thought of the esoteric energy. I had no idea that this could be like I had, I had a talent for myself, shall we say that kind of selfishly speaking. uh, But it wasn't until I had started working with my spiritual mentor and Amika that I realized I could impart that esoteric energy onto others and share it. um, And also receive it, it was a whole new realm of understanding energy that it was still visceral for me. And I say visceral because it's, it's a physical sensation in, that I feel in my body. And I can transmit that to other people that are sensitive enough to receive. And even if they are not, they're receiving it somehow or other. And so I consider that I do that when I'm on stage, but I can also do it in a more... Personalize mm, specific focus, shall we say?
0: Interesting. Wow. And
1: that and that form of transmission, it can come in terms of healing, um, or just happiness, energy, or or any kind of intention can come through that way. And I don't like to it, when I'm when I'm with someone that. That, that I'm thinking of imparting healing energy. I don't like to be specific because I really prefer that their body and spirit has more intelligence about what to do for themselves and that uh, what I will simply do is just be a channel for um, magnified or intensified energy for whatever they need to be using it for. But if, if there's a specific request, I can certainly um what's the word I can I can generate it wow and I think everybody has that ability and I didn't know I had that ability it just dawned on me when I was young that I was using it for my athletics and then later on stage as as a performing artist and then even later after that oh I can use this in other ways it's it's limitless
0: hmm interesting word limitless wow well, thank you for sharing all of this. Um, gosh, that brings me to my next question, and and I'll I might ask a couple of questions to kind of get at the essence of what I'm trying to ask. But one of my other questions I wanted to know is um, how would you describe Cirque? people in general as one of the questions and one of the other questions and they're kind of there's a crossover and these two questions are related and I think if I ask both of them you'll understand the essence of what I'm trying to ask but what do you see in other surf- performers in so far as their health practices as a whole um and and do you think that what you do and who you are and what you have and how you use it and channel it. Do you feel like you're really different, um, or have you noticed that there's there's a difference in yourself versus other performers? And I'm asking this question because uh, I don't know how to say it, but you guys are just a different breed, right? I, I've got other clients who are Cirque performers. I, you know, maybe I've got I don't know, maybe a, a dozen or maybe a dozen or a little bit less that have come to our center that I have gotten to know. And, and I would just describe you guys as there's just there's a different, there's just you're just, I don't know, you come from a different star in the in in the galaxy, I'll, I'll describe it that way. Um, so do you do you kind of understand the question that I'm asking?
1: Yeah, I guess I can see it from your perspective. Although from my perspective, I see that people in my business are just like any other cross-section of the population there's such a diversity of uh, different kinds of approaches to life and and health for that matter so i I've, I've seen people that i work with that are incredibly talented that have no inclination to look into longevity or health at all so i think that might be the most surprising thing for people to hear about us because maybe the one thing that we have all have in common is a certain kind of discipline towards physical uh, physical regimen so yes that we can say that might be above and beyond the average but okay. uh in terms of <laughs> different focuses on health i mean there's such a diversity there that i think it's just as the same as any other cross-section of a population.
0: Okay, interesting. Wow, I wasn't sure what you were going to say to that. Some of the other um, performers that I've met, most of the ones that I have, you know, that have come to the center that I I got to know, um, they seem to all have somewhat of a strong interest in health. It may be a little different from what you described, but... Um, and I've hung out with some of these people and I've gone to dinner with them and I've had the chance to um, kind of watch them behind the scenes, just in certain traveling journeys that I've been on, uh, for example. Um, but then it's funny, I have I have run into many Cirque performers and most of them are from other countries. Um, they're not from the US and they are getting off work and they're going out and they're pounding the alcohol and they are you know, chain smokers. And, and part of this, I think, is just the influence of their country, because those things are pretty common. So to find out when I ask them questions um, about where they're from, and they just don't think they just don't, don't stop to even think about it. It's just kind of what you do and it's the culture they're raised in and all the adults smoked around them and you get to be a teenager and you just start smoking. And, and then it's like, I hear these kinds of things behind the scenes and then I watch the performances and again, I'm just baffled. <laughs> so yeah, <right. laughs> yeah, it's so fascinating to me. And
1: well, so, it's maybe because we can get away with that stuff longer.
0: Maybe, because we yeah. train
1: so we train yes. so hard physically that that sort of balances out in a way but it's still going to catch up to you
0: right that's why i
1: think those types are not performing at a you know beyond 40
0: yeah right definitely not beyond 50 yeah i would agree with you because one of the things i try to just Bring home to all of um, all anybody I speak to, listening audience, clients, you know, friends at a Christmas party, whoever it may be, is that um, in so far as longevity, uh, yes, you may be able to continue with something like that for a while, but not exactly, just not what you said. Maybe not past forty or late thirties. And the other thing is that I'm always trying to drive home is that you know if you look at the human body if you look anatomically at the human body at the end of the day forget all the you know tough language and complicated language of anatomy and physiology and chemistry it's a pump system the whole body is a pump system and that's how it's it's it operates and the key to keeping it well or one of the biggest keys is to keep the pumps running operate the pumps and an easy way to think about that is the lymphatic system Right. How do you move yeah. you? Well, you move, you know, with the muscles yeah. contracting and relaxing. It it's a gentle pressure that keeps the lymphatics moving. And so that's what I mean that it's a pump system. And so whenever I get the question, oh, Nicola, if there was only one thing, if if it was one thing that you would tell me is the best thing to do for your health, what would it be? And it's an easy answer. It's keep that pump system going. It's move, it's exercise. And I see in my practice, when I'm watching the biochemistry through the scans of people coming in and getting scanned over time, the people who do the best as far as responding to the program, getting healthy, making the changes that they want to see, are the people who move. And I'm not talking just a little walking in a mall and window shopping. I'm talking hard interval interval training of what you were describing, where there's like this blast of really intense energy that you're putting out for, you know, a shorter window of time. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the people that score the best on all of the, um, the scans of the biochemistry that we do. So.
1: Yeah. Lymphatic yeah. and vascular.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yep.
1: Get those moving.
0: Yeah. So um, last question. And then I want to go into a little, I make some comments about the show that you're involved in currently. Um have any ideas about how long you see yourself remaining in the performing performance world up on stage? It's going to just well, be organic.
1: I, I can't really predict that, but uh, regardless okay. of whether I'm on a stage or not, I'm going to maintain my physique and my, because it just makes me feel great. that nice. I do, I, that I do my exercise almost on a daily basis. Um, Depending on my traveling, sometimes that can interrupt things. But I usually like to go day on, day off, day on, day off. But wow. even on the days off, I'm doing something. Maybe yes. not as ex- maybe not as extreme as my normal workout, but even on the days off, I'm doing something. I, either I'm on stage on a day off too. So, and day off okay. I'm meaning not working out, doing the hit, which takes me about an hour and a half okay yeah the high intensity interval training it's a series of a lot of different exercises i do which uh all told it's an hour and a half
0: wow okay so Um, i'll
1: still do that so yeah okay getting back to your question regardless if i'm on a stage or not i'll still do that and i imagine that i can stay on stage as as long as uh i'm still wanted there
0: got it I can't imagine you wouldn't be wanted. Oh my God. Um, I, I
1: think it's still addition. fortunately a meritocracy huh. to some extent. I mean, you're based on your ability. So I have the ability and yeah. a certain amount of youthful look. I, I imagine, I wonder when I'm going to start to get these little bad lot and these like baggy things under your neck, you know, when you get older, <laughs> like and the dark <laughs> circles under your eyes and, and they, you know I notice them too they're starting to get in there but your um, makeup covers that up and then the lights and so on and you don't really notice that um, but at some point I suppose that may come in. I will do everything I can to try to avoid it you know, maybe it's yeah. more collagen or something like that.
0: I don't know what it'll be. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll share some secrets behind Yeah, I'll pick your brain. There, <laughs> Everybody out there in our listening audience, you've got to come see this performance. I've been, and it's great. And I'd like to just say a couple of things. Number one, everybody's always heard about the big shows, right? When people come to Vegas you could talk to people from all around the world and they've heard about maybe Zumanity and they've heard about Mystere and they've heard about Ka because those are such buzzwords now, but living here in Vegas as long as I've had, as I have, which is going on almost 30 years, what I have come to enjoy the most. And I love the big shows. I mean, there's, there's not taking away from that at all, but man, are there just these amazing gems, you know, the, the more, littler shows or quieter shows that are maybe a little bit smaller venues and they're not so marketed so big or publicized. I'm telling you the best talent, and the best shows I've ever seen are in these quieter little shows that, you know, get spread here in Vegas, word of mouth. And, um, and this is one of those shows. So I was so impressed with this show. I loved the, the, just the creativity with the costuming and the story. I loved the story. And I don't think I'm going to say much more than that because I don't want to give it away. I want to intrigue people to come. It's a very clever story. It's very clever the way that they rolled it out. It's not just the show itself. And um, I don't know how many acts there were. I mean, I was sitting in the audience going, Oh my God, I'm exhausted. Like they have worked so hard and there's already been so many scenes and so many acts. And then they'd come out again and then they'd come out again and come out again. I mean, I, my God, it was just so impressive. So with everybody, not just you, but I I mean, just the girls in the show, just beautiful. So I I just, Mm. I loved it. I would go back a million times to go see this show. And actually I'm looking forward to going back again. I have some family coming out and they're like, what show should we see? And I'm like, Oh, I've got the perfect show. Great. So um, yeah. Bring your family, your friends and family. uh, Please come to Vegas and see the show. That's, that's it. That's all you have to know. (laughs) And afterwards ask for Stefan and you can get maybe a a little, you know, picture taken with him. Yeah. Yeah. And autographs. Well, Um, Until then, I'm going to close out the show. Uh, Until then, blessings and abundance with your health and your life. This is Nicola Burnett and Stefan uh, signing off today from Looking for Healing Radio.